This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Arrowhead Attic Chiefs post-game show victory party. I'm paraphrasing here, but in our pre-game show, I read a quote by the famous Marty Schottenheimer, who said, uh, paraphrasing, if you keep the game close with the Raiders into the fourth quarter, they will eventually screw it up and you'll win anyway. And on the last play of the game, on fourth and one, needing a first down, two Raiders receivers ran into each other and fell down. Rest in peace, Marty. We know you're watching. We know you're watching from upstairs on that one, having a little chuckle. Let's cheers to Marty, guys. Marty Schottenheimer. Toast brought to you by the Kansas City Beer Company. Give him a shout on Twitter at KC Beer Co. Let him know you heard about their beer on our podcast and dare to beer different. You'll keep us in business. Fellas, mother of God, my heart is still beating through my chest because I thought for sure the Chiefs were in trouble. A little bit of a dicey second half. Uh, the Raiders, give the Raiders credit, man. They came to fight. They came to fight in this one, but the Chiefs overcame a lot of adversity, managed to pull it out. Let's do 50,000 foot views here. Uh, Verter, I want you to kick us off. I don't have a 50,000 foot view for you, but I will I will give you this. The Raiders, first of all, kudos to Hunter Renfro. He was the best Chiefs uh, corner all game. Yeah. And then also, one thing I wanted to point out, so I had a lot of issues with Spagnuolo in this game, the way they played certain things. The last call of the game was his best call because they had been getting killed by Jacobs all night. And credit the Raiders offensive line tonight. I thought the Chiefs were going to smoke that offensive line. They couldn't do it. Um, although, my God, but by the way, that hold on Jones on the last drive. I mean, what did he have to do? Like climbing his jersey with him? It, I mean, but in any event, look, Spagnolo in the last play of that game said it's fourth and a yard and a half. We're bringing everybody. And we're going to let you know we're bringing everybody. You're not running the football. If you're going to throw, you're going to throw. And they made him throw it. And Hunter Renfro made a great play to break it up. And the Chiefs won. But in, in essence, look. Everybody's going to get, you know, we're going to get into the details this game. That's why we're here. The bottom line is they won. They won. Didn't ha- And Flapjack is like four grand richer, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's a Flapjack. Way to go, Flapjack. They won. I mean, the bottom line is they found a way to win the game. The defense, for all of its issues tonight, made a great stop in the two-point conversion, right, to hold them out. They did what they had to do to win. It wasn't pretty. They certainly could have played a hell of a lot better, but they won, and they are four and one now, potentially getting Trent McDuffie back and getting ready for the biggest game of the season. Sterling, thoughts on the game? First off, earmuffs, kids. Earmuffs. <laughs> fuck the Raiders and fuck the refs. My good, those refs were horrendous on both sides. Out of the second half, they decided, you know what? Let's give the Chiefs all the calls and then let's just decide we have zero idea what pass interference is. Let's go ahead and have zero idea what a hold is. Didn't matter. Chiefs found a way to get it done. They couldn't stop Travis Kelsey. 
That's what it came down to. In the red zone, on goal line situations, the Raiders could not stop Travis Kelsey. Chiefs, in certain situations, could stop Josh Jacobs. Those are the two guys having the biggest factor in this game. Nick Bolton, give him all the credit in the world. That man was everywhere. Dude was getting me hyped up watching him tackle. But just in general, the Raiders could not stop Travis Kelsey. And to me, that was the biggest difference. That guy had a historic day, four touchdowns. Mahomes counting on his hands. No, not for Troy Aikman, but we still got the one, two, three, four, Patty Patrick. If if you thought you were, as a Chiefs fan, upset and frustrated with the Chiefs' inability to cover Devontae Adams, that's probably nothing compared to what Raiders fans are feeling about Travis Kelsey right now. As Adam Best joins us, Adam, thoughts on the game, man? The Chiefs are frustrating sometimes. They're like an apex predator, a lion who toys with the gazelle, and we're just screaming at our TVs, eat the fucking gazelle, you know, letting them get up zero to 17, or 17 to zero, and I think the Chiefs need to be ready. The Raiders and the Broncos and the Chargers can look however they look when they're not playing the Chiefs in the division, but they're sick of getting big brothered. You know, they're going to bring it every game. They're, they've been embarrassed by the Chiefs. It's got to be humiliating to have one team just possess a division like this. I thought MVS played great. I thought MVS, other than the one drop, yeah. MVS, Jarek McKinnon, injected some much needed juice into the offense kind of got him going. Uh, so wanted to give a shout out to those guys defensively. Look, Josh Jacobs, good running back, pretty talented guy. He's not Brees Hall or Jonathan Taylor though. And he racked up 154 yards. That's not going to cut it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The chiefs have been good against the run this year. Really good. And uh, this game, they, they got snake bit a little bit. Is that because they've been up though? You think, is that because they've been leading so much? It certainly helped. I mean, it certainly helped. Fla- Flapjack, my man. Jeez, Flapjack. Woo! Man's feeling good. Good for you, man. Thank you very much, by the way. That is awesome. But good, good for you, man. You're the first person I thought of when they scored their uh, fourth touchdown. <laughs> thank, you to, thank you to Flapjack. Thank you to CP uh, also who says, can't believe Casey survived with Brent with drinking pee. I'm confused. I don't know what that means. Um, that's okay though. Appreciate the super chat. Um, Teron young, uh, also with the super chat time for RB 10 to take one more, uh, one more grown man's job thoughts. Um, and then uh, season baby. Right. Right. And then, uh, Paul DeSantis says games like these are going to give me a heart attack. Love the team and love you guys. We love you too, Paul and flapjack, our man who I know is feeling good after he, he put down a uh, thousand bucks on Mahomes to get that four touchdowns, and Patty he was came doing through the, for the him. Santa Cell dance, you know? right? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, love you, Flapjack. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, see you in the Discord. Um, yeah, I mean, like you can look at this game a lot of ways, right? Uh, if you want to look at look at it pessimistically, you can be like, ah, oh, man, like some some questionable calls by the Chiefs. Out of sync on offense at times, started slow. Young, the young secondary finally struggled, you know, mightily. And you can also look at it and be like, by the way, just, uh, not to interrupt you, Devonte Adams on his way into the tunnel just decked a guy with camera equipment. So that that's Ooh. not going to go over well at the NFL. Well, it looks like he's not going to be playing next week. <laughs> Give a guy a two hand shiver and, and knocked him flat on his. Oh my back. god. Um, Tough break. Geez. The other way you can look at it is the Chiefs spotted the Raiders seventeen points. And they still won the game. Honestly, like how I look at it, the Chiefs played a really bad game by their standards for most of the first half. 
And the Raiders, to give them credit, look, we talked about it in the pregame show. What can the Chiefs not do? Take big penalties. They took a couple of big penalties. What can't they do? Give up explosive plays. We talked about that all week long. They gave up bombs down the field to Adams, right? We talked about all this stuff. We talked in the pregame show. Can't let them get you on the run game, right? Because then it makes everything else a lot easier and Carr's going to be on schedule. We talked about all this. Over and over, the Chiefs did none of it. We, they, they did not get a lot of pressure on Carr either, which I thought was really disappointing in this game. That That's a group up front that should be able to get more pressure. Now, look, they had two sacks. Carl Loftus, by the way, getting his first a half sack, although I think it was changed to a sack for him. Darius Harris had a big sack. Chris Jones should have had a sack. So, fair enough. But you know what? They won. Like, look, if we were watching this game, and this was Buffalo and New England, and New England did that to Buffalo, and Buffalo came back and won as the Chiefs did. You'd be like, who gives a shit that New England pushed them? Buffalo beat them. Like, it doesn't help us. Who cares? The Chiefs won the game. Do they have to play better? Yeah, they have to play better. But, you know, the NFL, how many games a year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl where we like, geez, they could play better than that? Well, I mean, that's that's football. Like, they're 4-1. and one. They won. You get credit when you win. You get blame when you lose. That's reality. They did enough. And they came back from 17 nothing down and put it on their ass and found a way to win. I give them a lot of credit for it. I will say, Verderam, I think you're not giving the Raiders at least slightly enough credit there. I think Devontae Adams had a great game. Derek Carr threw an absolute dime on that bomb. Brian Cook was out of position. A rookie mistake. Two rookies on Devontae Adams was not enough. But still, give credit where credit's due. The Raiders had a game plan. Max Crosby dominated with Trey Smith out. I don't want to just say the Chiefs played horrible. They didn't have many turnovers. They had a couple of massive penalties go against them, but I don't want to 100% blame the refs because the refs did give KC a couple opportunities later in the game, especially with the the field goal, the missed field goal that turned. So uh, let's let's just say how it was. The Raiders played a very, very good game. The Chiefs had their C game, but the A game of the Raiders couldn't beat the C game of Kansas City. As a golfer, for years, I've been hearing PXG say, nobody makes golf clubs like they do, period. You know what? They're right. I went in for a fitting and saw for myself, went in to swing the PXG Black Ops driver, and let me be honest, I was skeptical. Again, I I loved my old driver. I had uh, another very popular big-name brand. I love my driver, but they brought me in just to, to put it to the test. The PXG driver, it won. It was, I don't know, 7 to 10 yards longer. The dispersion was better. And the fitting experience was legitimately phenomenal. You know, I went in being a skeptic, and I came out being a true believer. It feels like a premium club in your hand. And not just that. The the ability of, of the actual fitting process blew me away. We went from extra stiff to regular stiff shaft. We tried out different weights on the shaft. We tried different shafts in general. Um, We we were messing with the weights in the driver, going from a 10.5 degree driver down to a 9. As someone who has a high launch angle, who gets a lot of loft and height on their ball, I needed something that was a little lower, so we moved the weights to the front of the club. It, It was such a wonderful experience I mean, they analyze every little bit of information to get the perfect fitting just for you. Um, Again, I was blown away 
by the PXG Black Ops driver. PXG made me a believer. They'll do the same for every golfer in Kansas City. Visit pxg.com slash arrowhead to schedule your fitting at PXG Kansas City. Uh, That is 7517 West 119th Street in Overland Park. Get fitted for any club and you'll get a dozen golf balls free. That's pxg.com slash arrowhead to schedule your fitting. pxg.com slash arrowhead. Limit one dozen golf balls per person. Promotion ends June 30th. Other terms and conditions may apply. See store for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get everything you need to keep your pets happy and healthy at Menards. Feed your canine companion the best with chicken soup for the soul. Their dog food is made with real quality ingredients. It provides well-balanced nutrition for supporting happy, healthy pets. Explore all our pet products in-store and on Menards.com. And check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save big money at Menards. I just want to follow up on, on what Verderam saw on the broadcast. Not to, you know, this is a Chiefs podcast. We're going to talk about the Chiefs. But I'm, I'm looking at Twitter and, and more than one person, more than that, noticed that Devontae Adams shoved a cameraman, a crew member, on his way into the locker room. Uh, I, I haven't seen a Never video. Never go of full it. Dennis Rodman, right? <laughs> I haven't seen a video of it, but he's going to get suspended for that. Oh, yeah, he's getting a game. Like oh, yeah. he's getting at least a game for that. That's they might go harder on him than that because that it's like it's one thing you know that you get in a fight with another guy on the field. You shoving a crew member that's like that's beyond the line. Um, putting your hands on somebody who's there trying to do their job, work on a stadium worker, you know, somebody's there for the broadcast. So just a heads up on on the Devontae Adams things. We'll be we'll be keeping a look on Twitter to see if a video of that emerges. But uh, he's not going to be playing next week. I would when be he shocked. forced his way out of Green Bay, I doubt he was thinking or envisioning a one in four Raiders team at this point. You know? No, but he should have. Like, yeah, he should have not seen the Raiders the last like three decades. This is what he saw. <laughs> this is what he saw. Yeah. Tyreek Hill didn't go to Miami because they thought Miami was going to be better. Devontae Adams didn't go to the Raiders because they thought that was a better team. In all fairness, <laughs> the Raiders not having Darren Waller for almost the entire game, it's a pretty rough break for them. Yeah, it was a rough break for them. It was a rough break for the Chiefs not to have Trent McDuffie or, you know, they didn't have Willie Gay Jr. Trent McDuffie would have really helped on, on Adams. Yeah, they, did, they didn't have Trey Smith. You don't think Trey Smith, Trey Smith would have made a huge difference in this game when the Chiefs were trying to run the ball. So, you know, it's all fair, right? It's a war of attrition in the NFL. Nobody's got – nobody's as healthy as they want to be. Nobody's got all the guys they want. But, I look, yeah, all the credit to the Raiders. They came out. They played really hard. They went for it. They were aggressive. They played exactly the way they needed to play to knock off a team like the Chiefs. But the Chiefs are better, and, and the Chiefs Chiefs were able to get it done. A shout-out to our guy Daniel um, for, for the Super Chat as well. It says 2-0 in the division, but the fans changed that game. The refs look scared to mess anything up. This defense looks so much better than that last year. Let's talk about the fans for a little bit. But yeah. that ref went up there yeah. and his voice cracked. I mean, it was hilarious. <laughs> there was no penalty for the 15-yard block in the back. <laughs> that was 
when there was so there was a, a play, I think it was the Chiefs were down 2017. They'd scored a touchdown right out of half. And then the Raiders punt. And that was the play you're talking about, Sterling, where the ball goes out of bounds, like the 43, 44, whatever it was. <laughs> and like it clearly is like going to be a penalty downfield on Kansas City. By the way, on that play, about eight guys hit the kicker. And <laughs> so they they get down there, and I'm like, all right, you know, it's gonna be whatever it is, holding, but and then he said what you just said. So I'm like, oh my God. There's a famous, um, actually, this also went against the Raiders. So this is hilarious. The Immaculate Reception, 1972, the Steelers and Raiders playoff game. There's, there's an old rule that you couldn't, if the ball hit one offensive player, couldn't then deflect to another guy and catch it. It was a dead ball back then. Well, that's what maybe happened with the Franco Harris play. The reason I bring it up, they reviewed it and they're in Pittsburgh. And Fred Swearens and the official got on the phone and he's like, how, the reporter, the legend goes, how many, how many policemen can he get me? If we reverse this. And the off the league office said six. He's like, well, in that case, six for Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, you know, so look, I'll tell you, that was but in all seriousness, that was a horribly officiated game. Mm. Um, but like that game was so we could sit here and talk about like, well, the Chiefs got lucky on that field goal call, so I think they mm. did. But then also like Jones gets blatantly held. There's no call. The worst call of all time on roughing the passer doesn't gets called, but shouldn't have been called. Then there was a, there was another play too. I cannot remember. Oh, Karloftis. Karloftis was getting tackled coming around the. Like, and it's not even one of those things where it's like in the line and he kind. It's like clear as day. There's nobody around them on any side. It doesn't matter. Nope. I, that was the weirdest officiated game. I, I hope I never have to see Charles, Carl Cheffers the rest of my life. But <laughs> well, he doesn't want to see Arrowhead man. That they guy were, does not want to see Arrowhead oh ever God. again. No, nope. They were giving it to his ass. Hey, get, give a big shout out to the crowd. That crowd, they showed up big. They turned the tide. Matthew Wright hit that 59-yarder, and they were still booing throughout halftime. We were getting DMs, Patrick, you and myself, yep. from guys yep. who were at the game, and they were saying that, uh, that stop in the second half was rivaling the 142.2 decibel game. That's how loud it was in the stadium. Arrowhead, give it up for all the fans there tonight. Yeah, I, I, uh, amen to the fans. I mean, they are real difference makers. We know this. We, we all work for fan sided, um, and we know all the power of fandom. Absolutely incredible. Shout out to TPT Chiefs football. Uh, rational human being doesn't matter. Still got it done. Vegas, LA, Oakland doesn't matter. We still own the Raiders. Buffalo, here we come. And eighty-seven is that goat. Uh, goat emoji as well. And, and then TBT with another super chat to correct him. Something say meant to say refs sucked. LOL. Go Chiefs, which is hilarious, man. Appreciate all the all the super chats uh, from everybody. Slaw style says. Uh, $5 shoving a camera guy. Uh, that's like peeing on the Pope. I just, so there's a video of it. If you want to see the video of the Devonte Adams shove, the guy's name is at uh, his Twitter account is at fitted hat turtle at fitted hat turtle on Twitter. Uh, turtle hat has the video. It's disgusting. Like the guy cameraman looks like he's standing up. Adam sees him, shoves him. It's not like, Oh man, I bumped into you. Shoves him full force, knocks the guy to the ground and then and walks around him. He's clearly just pissed and just took it out on this guy. I, I just want to spend one more minute on this. How many games should he get suspended for that? The dude took a fall. Like, this is not incidental conduct. He's clearly pissed. One. Open shut. Well, they gave Mike Evans one for something similar. You should get one. But he's not a player. But this isn't a player, man. This is... Well, no, neither was the guy Evans shoved. Evan shoved the cameraman. Oh, did he shove a cameraman? Yes, he shoved the cameraman. Oh, okay. I was walking off the field. Uh, he should get one game. One game? He should get one game. Now, look. Now, if that guy had suffered like a serious injury from that, then that's a whole other story. But he didn't. And results matter in life. He won. <laughs> but 
I'll tell you what, to the Raiders, one game really fucking matters when you're one and four. Like one game kind of matters right now, especially with hamstring injury uh, with the Waller. Like that's a, you know, one game, they can't afford one game. Look, we can talk about this and we will obviously, but the one thing to me to take away out of this that means the most, the Raiders are now one and four, the Chiefs are four and one. Unless the Chiefs have crippling injuries, the Raiders are in the rearview mirror for the rest of the season. If the Raiders win that game, it's a one game difference and the Chiefs have to play them in their building still. Now it's a three game difference. And in the NFL, a three game difference, if you're a good team at the top, like that is going to be awfully hard to get to, to be overcome. They're two games up on the Broncos. They're only a game up on the Chargers, but the Chargers have played the easier portion of their schedule and they've lost to the Chiefs. So you go into this game now with with Buffalo where you feel pretty good about the division. You're in very good shape. If you can beat the Bills... Like you're, you have everything on your racket. I mean, you are at that point the only five and one team in the in the conference. They're the only four and one teams right now. So listen, we could parse it all all day and night. They won a huge game that they had to have, and it wasn't pretty. But frankly, look, they won. I mean, there's criticism to be had, but they won. Yeah. Speaking of criticism, can we talk about our tackles? Uh, listen, I I I think Andrew Wiley did a good job in this game. Against his ex-teammate, Eastern Michigan. Second half. It was noticeable. Yeah, Yeah. I I have to give him credit because later in the game, the Chiefs got a big chunk play on this one. Crosby tried that same move on him, that inside spin, and Wiley picked it up. I I, I think he gets a lot of hate. I think Wiley's played pretty well this year. I really do. He did settle a little bit in the second half, but I almost feel like that entire deficit was due to the play of him and Orlando Brown, who was just – he he lost some money playing against Chandler Jones tonight. That was yeah, early, that was brutal. early on. They struggled, right? And this was, you know, the Raiders came out, they were they were firing off the ball and they settled down in the second half. I mean, that's all you can ask for. Like when you're going up against a top-tier pass rusher, you know, Brown's always going to be slow, right? We've talked about it, slow feet, but well, we it, have 54 tight ends on the roster and maybe <laughs> maybe chip one of those guys every once true. in a while. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be getting maybe get Blake Bell back at some point. Who, who he'd can be help helpful for that. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, just an absolutely incredible game. Let's talk a little bit about some individual players here. Uh, I think we should spend a little bit of time talking about Jarek McKinnon. 
in this game. Anybody, anybody got anything to say about Jarek McKenna? Dude was the only running back that showed burst. That was the only guy when the Chiefs were down, they needed a spark. Jet McKinnon was that spark. It's McKinnon season. I'm a year late, but it's McKinnon season. I mean, what, what, what more can you say? He brought something to the table that at the time, Clyde and Isaiah Pacheco were not bringing. The Pacheco breakout game was not meant to happen this game, but someone needed to step up. Give McKinnon all the credit. When the Chiefs needed someone, he was that guy. I don't know if it was his time with Kyle Shanahan or and the 49ers or what, but he just explodes through the line of scrimmage. He really, he really hits the hole and has a knack for, for finding, you know, a little wiggle room in there. And I, I kind of like us, you know, riding the hot hand with our running backs. Yeah, he did a nice job and, uh, not not a great game for Clyde running the ball. The Raiders did a pretty good job against the Chiefs on the run in this game. Um, Edwards Alaire, nine carries for 15 yards. It was a 1.7 average. He made some plays in the passing Oof. game, of course. But when I look at the offensive output in this game, you know, other than Travis Kelsey going God mode on on them, uh, must have saw <laughs> must have saw the Baltimore beatdown. The, the SB Nation blog tweeting about how Mark Andrews is the best tight end in the football. Maybe somebody whispered that in Travis Kelsey's ear before this one. But it was a team effort. I mean, you look at across the board here, they got contributions from Jarek McKinnon. They got contributions from Clyde Edwards-Alaire. McCole Harmon, who everybody's favorite punching bag, you know, has been playing through an injury, made some big plays for the team. MVS, Juju Smith-Schuster made a couple plays. Um, you know, Sky Moore got involved late and helped them run some time off the clock. Noah Gray. I mean, this is what you want to see and what we thought we were going to see from this team as the year goes on. And it was pretty clear still in the first half that they're just not – they're not like – they're not a well-oiled machine yet. And they have some they have some periods where they sputter a little bit, where the timing's off, particularly Mahomes and Juju. So they should only get better as the season goes on. I think that's good news for Chiefs fans. Well, a lot of thoughts. One is uh, Sean Wharton, as some people have put in the chat, he tore his ACL. So he is out for the year. Um, he is apparently, from what I can tell, the only injury, but a big one in terms of length, he will be out for the season. Um, that's unfortunate. The Chiefs do have depth inside, but you feel for Deshaun. He's, he's played well, so hopefully he can get back and get healthy. Um, you're going to see more Saunders. You're going to see more Malik Herring, who actually played pretty well. Um, you know, so I, I think you'll see more of them. Uh, I think the Chiefs will be okay there. You know, might even bring in a bit. Maybe they even bring back one of those guys that they cut earlier this offseason. So you know, we'll see how that goes. They are deep inside. Um, Chris Jones said that he feels uh, that it's time to review these these penalties. He's roughing the passer penalties. Also said that it's a Christian sport and he is going to be a Christian and pray on it. So, um, Chris Jones, take the high road, folks. Take the high road. So Wilson there. I mean, I wouldn't have blamed him for whatever he said, but kudos to him for really being good. But you know what? Um, beyond just saying, oh, you know, she's one. I thought. I actually thought the tackles deserved a lot of credit in the second half of the game. They stepped up on – Mahomes had all day to throw the ball second half of the game. All day. They were they were really blocking their asses off. And it wasn't because the Chiefs were keeping in guys, too. I mean, a lot of times it was just, hey, you got to stand up and protect. They did that. Um, I said all week I thought the Raiders were a little better than their record. I don't think the Raiders are good. I think they're probably like an eight-win team. But the Raiders – look, I know it's cliche, but it really is true. When you get these games in the division, like – these kinds of games happen sometimes. And I, it doesn't excuse poor play, 
It doesn't excuse blowing a coverage with Devontae Adams and letting him get free. It doesn't excuse what I thought was a piss-poor game plan to begin the game defensively with not doubling Adams. But, you know, the Raiders came out motivated as hell. And the bottom line is the Chiefs in the second half of the game really tightened up. I mean, defensively, the Chiefs did not give up, what, they had one touchdown after the first quarter. So, and, and a couple of those field goals were long field goals. It wasn't like those are some chip shot where the Raiders went down the field. The Chiefs put the Raiders in a position where the Raiders could beat themselves, as, as Patrick talked about at the very beginning of this, and the Raiders beat themselves. Adams, <laughs> look, I know people, some will say he caught it, he didn't catch it. Frankly, I, I mean, look, I thought there was a lot of bad calls tonight. I thought he bobbled the ball. I did. Now, maybe, maybe that's me looking at it from my perspective. And if you're a Raiders fan, you're sitting there saying, how could you call that? I mean, John Perry was on the broadcast and he didn't catch it. So you have that. Yeah. And then fourth in the yard, they go deep and then you know, the two guys run into each other. Well, it, I mean, that's your problem. So it, it the, wasn't a catch. His, his, his foot was off the ground. Both hands came off that ball. Both I, hands came off that I mean, ball. And he had one foot down. It's not a catch. I Richard, can you cue up that shove video really quick? Richard's got the video. Flag, frustration from Adams and whoa, whoa, whoa. Can't have that as Adams leaves the field. The frustrations. Scumbag move. I love, I love all the Chiefs fans filming it. Yeah. <laughs> Every single Chiefs fan's got a camera. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. listen, when we look back on this game in December, nobody's going to give a shit how they play. They won. Like, this this game, and I said this when they played the Cardinals, and I'm going to say it now, this game has no bearing on how they're going to play in the playoffs. What it has bearing on is what seed they will be in the playoffs. That's what counts right now. Now, look, this, if this game happened on New Year's Day, okay, I'd feel differently. This game happened on October 10th. By the way, shout out, Mom. Happy birthday. Look, this game, like, it, it happened on October 10th. I, I don't care, like, that they didn't play well in the first 20 minutes. They, they won. And so you move forward and you make corrections. I mean, think about how bad they were the first seven games of last year. And by the time they got to the playoffs, you're like, nobody's beating this team. Right? And then, of course, they, they beat themselves in the AC title game. But to me, you won. You won. And you came back. They could have gotten blown out tonight. They showed some fortitude and they got pissed. Mahomes played great down the stretch. They won. It was good to see him come from behind, you know, because that was kind of a question mark with this team. Oh, you don't have Tyreek Hill. Are you going to be, you know, all these things are kind of getting erased. They've got Mahomes. They've got Kelsey. They can still come back. They can be down 17. Um, we got a few super chats I want to get to. Um, Nate says, is Kelsey right there with Mark Andrews yet? Roast the Ravens writer. Love all the the spite in this game. Absolutely. Shout out to Sloth Style. Another super chat. Uh, the Raiders will probably win the next game against us because all our starters will be taking the day off. Great, great super chat. Our guy, John, uh, shout out to, to John. Appreciate you. Buffalo early line, minus two and a half. Uh, Matt Verderam, uh, Shane Falco, hilarious name, of course. Oh, Shane, very generous, brother. Um, uh, IMO. Gotta let Brown walk. The trade for him is a sunk cost at this point. Everybody busting out Sterling's catch raises. Use the extra picks uh, picks and go and get a cheap cornerstone left tackle for the next six years. Um, PM with an elite uh, line and a left tackle he truly trusts is invaluable, plus cap space for these young guys coming up. Uh, be interested to see how this – I think Brown probably gets tagged again. Um, you know, I don't think he's terrible, but he's not – he's just not elite. Right now, you know, he's not elite. Um, Chuck Diesel, that's another super chat. You guys are so generous. Thank you. Um, if you if you don't want to do a super chat, and we totally understand if you don't, 
do us a favor, just hit that thumbs up button, smash it for us. Um, Chuck Diesel says uh, the three worst calls of all time, all against Jones. Coincidentally, question mark. Slostow coming in again with another super chat. Um, it's a Christian sport, like Christian Okoye, LOL. Hilarious. Matt Connor's favorite player. Um, and then one more from TBT Chiefs Football Podcast. Appreciate you too. Uh, is 87 the GOAT tight end? Um, there's no, I, I don't think that that's a question anymore. I think we're at that point. You guys agree? Yeah. I mean, Gronk's got a claim to it too. Longevity plays a factor that goes against Gronk, but also goes in Tony <laughs> Gonzalez's favor. It's a tough one. Let's not spend 45 minutes arguing when we can send, spend the next, well, I don't know, 30 minutes partying. Because let's be yeah, real yeah. here. If yeah. she gets another Super Bowl <laughs> and does this for another two or three years, I think it's no question that he's the GOAT. I agree. I agree. I think he is. Um, can we talk real quick about Darius Harris, who when Willie Gay Jr. gets back, this guy's got to stay in the rotation for the Chiefs. 10 tackles, eight solo in this game, a sack, and a QB hit. Um, he's just been incredible. He makes good, solid tackles. He's a lot faster than he looks for a bigger guy. I mean, uh, what, what's your guys' thoughts on Harris? He's been good. He's been good. Like, he's done a nice job. By the way, one thing they could not do, Jesus Christ, tackle somebody tonight. I mean, yeah. how many times have Chiefs, and Juan Thornhill especially, like, Juan Thornhill should start a fund for every time he misses a tackle. And he's played much better this year. And I get he's a free safety. You know, if there's a guy that's going to miss tackles on your team, it's probably your free safety. But, I mean, geez, man. Like, can you slow somebody down, not be a road cone when a guy just runs over you? That said, the reason I thought about that is Harris was one of the few guys, and I thought really did tackle well. He, he and Bolton, I thought, played really well in this game. Their linebackers were very good. Um, they, they made the plays they had to make. Harris had the big sack, um, essentially forced that drive to, to halt and kick a field goal. They get Willie Gay back week seven. They, they have one more game without him. But you feel good about Harris. Having, you know, he's got to rotate in, stuff like that. He's, he's done the job. He's not Willie Gay, but he's played well. He deserves his spot on the team. Um, they, they might get McDuffie back next week, which I got to be – they need McDuffie back at this point. Yeah. Like it, It's to a point where if Spags is going to insist – on going one-on-one with these guys. Like, they, they cannot do that. You can't week. do that with Stephon Diggs. <laughs> for one no, half. No way. For, for one half. Spag's specialty. You get one half of one-on-one. One quarter. <laughs> you do that against them for one half next week, you're going to be down 31 points. Like, you need, you need to stop. Like, that is the one negative takeaway I have out of this game. Like, look, I'm not worried about the run defense. It's, it happens, okay? I'm not worried about them starting slow offensively. They, they've been fine for the most part starting out offensively. In fact, they've actually been better offensively early sometimes than late. My main concern with them right now is I just – sometimes as coaching staff, I really feel like they didn't turn on tape till like this morning. I mean, Devontae Adams is the guy that you have to stop. You have to take away the deep ball to Devontae. Like he gets a back shoulder fade, you live with it. He gets a seven-yard slant, you live with it. You can't let him beat you for the big ball down the field. And if you're in single coverage and against Devontae Adams, you are telling Derek Carr, please throw it to Devontae Adams. And he's going to. Okay. The other side of this is early in the game, like, how do you not have a plan for Max Crosby? Just nothing? Just no plan whatsoever. Like, hey, Andrew, good luck, man. I hope it works out for you. I, I, that's the kind of shit that you look at and go, come on, man. Like, you, you have to know. That those are the two guys in this game 
You cannot let, like, if Matt Collins goes off, that's an execution problem. You need to be able to guard Matt Collins. Rashad Fenton getting torched by Devontae Adams is not a Rashad Fenton problem. Like, everyone's getting torched by Devontae Adams. That is the one criticism I have. But you never know with this coaching staff. Like, based on what they did against Tampa, I wouldn't be shocked if they came out and killed Buffalo early in the game. Like, it's just, it's like, it's like rolling the dice and just going, I don't know, if it's less than three, we're good. If it's more than three, we're in deep shit. And just rolling it and hoping for the best. You got. They have to be more consistent as a coaching staff. The one thing I will say is they gave Andrew Wiley help early on. It was supposed to be a chip on the outside. Crosby Spot went back inside. Great spin by Max Crosby. Incredible. But Wiley has to know in that situation, you got to push him out because you have help there. You help. Yeah. So, right. so that's now the coaching staff in that one scenario. Correct. And then the other, the other scenario was the Devontae Adams touchdown late. Spax tried giving help to Jalen Watson deep. And Brian Cook decided, hey, I'm not going to be there. So that's basically what it came down to was – You got the rope-a-dope, he, man. Yeah, I mean – You rope-a-dope those rookies right out of their cleats. I mean, he, I, you know what? That's like – it sucks, and it was a high-leverage situation, but that's part of the process of – You know what, though? Can I say one thing? That I, I hear you guys. Brian Cook should not be the deep safety there. He's in his fifth NFL game. That needs to be the guy you just paid $30 million to, who's, by the way, been great. Justin Reed's been awesome. That needs to be Justin Reed. Or if you want to throw Juan Thornhill back there, I'm good with it because he's the fastest guy you have. That cannot be Brian Cook, who is a strong safety. It cannot be him. Like, yeah. you you have to be smarter than that. Like, there's no reason to me. I don't understand why the Chiefs in this game did not sit with the corners on the outside shoulders on the boundaries and the safeties just coming and robbing the middle of the field and saying, look, if you're going to throw the ball, you're going to throw in breaking routes, and we're going to pound you at the catch point. Like I, the Chiefs used to do that, by the way. They did that when they had Breland Award. They used to do it all the time. I don't know why they don't do that, but in this game, like you can't let like Adams had enough yards. I don't even know what it was. He had a huge game. Um, but what's made worse is you might as well tack on another seventy yards on the penalties. You've you've got to be smarter than that, and. Spags adjusts, but it, like that's not an adjustment you should have to make. That's that's like a Wednesday adjustment. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Like, this isn't that complicated. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you know what? Like I again, it's it's one of those situations where, you know, he he cook came down a little too far and then bit on on the move from Adams. And that's a guy like I don't understand why the Chiefs and we brought this up at the halftime show. Why didn't they have this game plan? For the whole game. Like, they they held the Raiders to nine points in the second half, right? Nine points in the fourth quarter, really, and they were desperate. They were going for it. And, like, it, it's just it, – it was the same thing against the Chargers with Mike Williams. It was like there was one guy you needed to definitely lock down in that game with Keenan Allen. That was Mike Williams. And they just let him run wild for a half. I don't that, – that's the only thing that worries me about this team. Would you guys say that this is an inconsistent football team right now? Flashes of dominance, but also like seems like every other game so far this season they've been like a little a little flat. I don't think there's a, a super consistent team in the entire NFL. I mean, even the Eagles have been rocking, but they were down fourteen to nothing to the Jaguars last week. So yeah. it, I think this early in the season, especially with less preseason action for these teams, it's just harder to get in the groove. I think the offensive coaching staff actually they haven't found they haven't found it play calling wise. I, I really did not like that third and three 
uh, late in the game passed to McCall Hardman. That's not what I would have done with the game with a divisional game on the line. I would have not yes. done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why did Why did they do that? Why did they do that? I mean, run I, a sprint option with Mahomes or something. There, you just need to get a first down and bleed the clock. You get a one point lead. Um, I didn't like that call. I didn't like the I didn't like the decision to go for two when they were up seven. Um, you you get you kick the you kick the extra point there, and the Raiders have to get a two point conversion to tie. You can't. It's a two score game for you. Can't lose, right? And they put themselves in a situation where they were if they, they, they could have been in a situation where the Raiders went ahead late in the game. Chris Jones on that on that two point conversion. Speaking of two point conversions, he put. Josh Jacobs and the Brutus, the Barber beefcake sleeper hold. He was just not going to let that dude get in the end zone. You know, it was he awesome. Was I, I think play. he was just so angry about that call earlier in the game. He wasn't going to let it cost the chiefs, you know, a penalty, his penalty cost the chiefs again. I understood the reason to go for two in that situation. If you get the two point conversion, the game's over. It's a two possession game. If you miss it, you still have a seven point lead. And then you still have the opportunity where the Raiders go for two and miss it. I understand the thought process. The, the risk reward for me was there because even worst case scenario, or let's just say even just the middle scenario, right? Base case, you miss it. Then the, then the Raiders miss it. That, that, that's, that's the 50, 50 odds right there. But if you make it game is completely over. That made sense. Now the third and three, I'm with you. That was very questionable. Uh, it came down to the fact that McColl had one-on-one, and Mahomes and Hardman are still not on the same page the majority of the time. It feels like it's always those two guys. Then yeah. why go? Then why go to McCole Hardman deep on third and three late in the game? It just makes what no sense it? to me. He has no. He and Pat just they've not really developed great chemistry. So I really like of all the people you're going to throw the ball to in that situation. I don't like Hardman. Christian asks in the chat, uh, how, "How the hell can Wright make a 59 yard field goal and then miss all these other kicks?" He's, I think the answer is simple. He's just not a, he's not a great kicker. Like he stinks and had a great kick. Did that yeah. answer? Which, no, by the way, come on. He's 90% for his career going into this game. He does not stink. Did you see him kick the ball tonight? He's got <laughs> sure. a big leg, but Sure, but let, let, let's accuracy. ask this guy. He's horrendous when he was a 90% kicker coming into this year. He was 27 of 30 for his career. Oh, my God, man. I, there, well, there, you couldn't, I, I, I don't want that guy anywhere near a kick next week. Anyway, I, I'm I'm serious with Bucker. I don't care what they've got to do. Put him in a walking boot and have him kick. Yeah. I, 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 whatever it takes. You want that guy? If, would you feel confident with him kicking a 44 yarder against? Think Bucker? of the bigger picture. Think of the think of the long term picture with Bucker. You want him to be your kicker for a long time. You want him 100 percent for the playoffs. Talking with Nick Lowry, he he's talked to me about this. He goes, if you are not 100 percent, that can ruin you for your career. Do you want to ruin the guy for the career for one game now because you want to rush him back? Matthew Wright, it, sure, he's not the best kicker. He's not Bucker, but acting like he's a horrendous player is just asinine. Come on. I'll, I'll go ahead and be asinine. He's not good. <laughs> I mean, I get it. But like, get him, Sterling. Okay, okay. So is he one gen- of the best 32 no, 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 kickers no, no, of the planet? No, no. But no. My, point, my point is, yes, he's one of the best 32. No, my point not. is, no, he's not. Not. if it's not Justin Tucker, if it's not Bucker, then you're just, then you're ass. There has to be some sort of middle ground. It was Amendola no, no, part no. two. You're not, you're not, listen, I, and I'm not expecting him to be Butker. That would be insane. And I'm not sitting here saying he's got to be pro. Then who are you bringing in? If, it's not, if Butker's not ready to go, I'm not then who are you bringing in? Bring another guy in, but holy hell, man, he banked in an extra point. He missed two field goals. Like, look, 
He was not good. Let's just be honest. He, the, the idea that you feel confident with that guy kicking a 40 yarder next week. Oh my God. I want him nowhere near. I'm not kidding. If it's anything less than fourth and six, I'm going for it religiously on the other side of the field. Unless I'm in like the 10 yard line. Hey, don't hate that either. But my point yeah. is don't rush Bucker back and be short sighted. Think of the bigger picture here. Let's not They're be so reactionary. Not Let's not be so reactionary. I yeah. mean, seriously, this guy was a 90% kicker coming into this game. So why was he available? Sure. Jags probably shouldn't have cut and, him. It's and, the Jaguars. You didn't they make smart decisions. Nobody else signed him. It's hard, right? Like, you can play him last week. He's got a small sample size, right? It, it's hard for these. It's it's a it's a tough spot to be in for these kickers. When you're on the street, you come in and you know, if you don't make everything, everyone freaks out and panics. I think Sterling's got a good point here. And I think Matt's got a good point here. He's he's probably not the best kicker. There's a reason why he was on the street. Um, it doesn't mean he's complete garbage, but you know, he's he's probably a little inaccurate sometimes. Um, and that's what we've seen from him so far during his tenure with the Chiefs. He's been a little bit better than Amatola, thank God, or the Chiefs might not, um, you know, they might not, they wouldn't have won tonight without we that. Just, we can't have that next week. Next week is as important of a regular season game as you can find yes. in the NFL. Yes. Yes. Th- these two teams, uh, I think it's clear, right? The Bills and the Chiefs are, are clearly a, a cut above everybody else in the conference. Although I'm going to give a, a, a hat tip to the Ravens. I think the Ravens are right there when they're playing their best ball. I mean, Lamar Jackson's just, he's an MVP candidate. He's, he's so good. So I wouldn't want to run into them. Um, but as far as it's, it's those three teams for me and then everybody else, they're, they're tied right now. Top the AFC with four and one records. Um, Not the preseason the, champion, the chargers, the, the preseason chargers uh, champions, the chargers, not there. Um, but Verderin makes this point on the podcast all the time, and I think it's a really smart one. Stack up as many wins as you can before Thanksgiving. It's early in the season. You know, like a couple of weeks ago, everybody thought, man, the Jaguars are going to be really good this year. And look what happened, right? Um, so you're just, you're, these early days of the season, everybody's sort of figuring it out. We're getting tape on each other. And the Chiefs are four and one. They're they're a Harrison Butker away. Like if they have Harrison Butker, they're five and zero going into this Bills game. It's yeah. not even it's not even close. By the way, um, all kidding aside, I just actually tweeted out the video. Jeff Allen tweeted it out and I shared it out. But um, you know, I, I genuinely knew they were going to win this game. And of course, at the end, you, you have your heart in your throat. But when they scored to make it, what was it, twenty four to twenty? And they showed the sideline, and Mahomes was just screaming at some guy in the Raiders, like, this game's over. Like, I, I, you know, like, he very rarely does that. Like, it's, like, really emotional. It's like, he'll, he'll talk a little trash, whatever. Like, he very rarely is just screaming at somebody across the field. When they showed him doing that, it was like, yeah, this is probably, this is probably a bad night coming for the Raiders. Like, he he's really – like, I said at halftime, I thought they'd win the game. I was like, they're going to win because I thought – as bad as that call was with Jones, I thought it fired not only the team up, it fired 80,000 people up in the crowd. I mean, that place, I got to tell you, Arrowhead's loud, real loud, like obviously holds all the records or anything. That is the loudest I've heard that stadium in a long time. Like the second half, of that, they were rocking. And I really, we joked about it earlier, but I, feel, I genuinely feel this way. Carl Cheffers was fucking terrified to call a penalty. Like the, the third quarter of that game, the Chiefs could have committed a, a felony at the 50-yard line. He had a bigger time. It's for play it. 
It's good. We're fine. Pick, it up. Pick up the flag, boys. Don't throw it. I mean, it's, there was some real – in fact, at one point, the Chiefs made it 2017. The Raiders got the ball back and immediately took three penalties. And there was that – the third one was the intentional grounding call, which I do think was the right call because it didn't get back to the line. But they were debating it, and the crowd is getting angrier and angrier and angrier as they're debating it. And I, was, I actually said to my father, I'm like, they have to call this. Like, this this is going to be – they're going to have a mutiny out there. Yeah. In yard line, they don't call this thing. It You know, the crowd, the crowd really affected that game. It really did. That was one of those games where really in the second half of the game, you could feel the presence of Arrowhead. It made, it made a real difference. My wife was, you know, sitting there watching the game with me, and she she looked up at one point and said, can you please turn the TV down? Why do you keep turning it up? And I was like, I didn't, I didn't turn it up. The fans are livid. They were screaming so loud. She thought I kept turning the the, the sound up because um, it had gotten so much louder. They were absolutely incredible. A few sure more not. super chats. Shout out to KC and OKC for the super chat. Slaw style back again. Hot take. The Chiefs played like ass this game to give Buffalo some BS tape to watch. Thoughts? <laughs> No, I no, I don't no. think they. <laughs> Maybe no. they play down to the level of their competition, though, a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Or absolutely. Up. Or up, and, and do they I mean? do they have some stuff in the bag that they maybe have been saving for this Bills game? Oh, yes. most certainly. Yes, most certainly. Um, and then our uh, 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 Jesus Perez. Uh, I don't give a crap about the next game as long as we get in the playoffs. Go Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, look, we all want it, right? We all want that Buffalo game. Buffalo's. You don't think Buffalo's got that one circled on their calendar. You got another thing coming. Um, that's going to be a huge, huge game. Ah, I don't want to talk too much about, about that game. We got we got all week to talk about the Bills. It's going to be a huge game. Let's continue to talk about the Chiefs beating the Raiders again. Is this it for the Raiders? I mean, they're toast, right? It's over. The toast for the division. You know, one and four – they're obviously in bad shape. Their schedule gets a little easier. Like I could see them maybe getting a nine if everything breaks right. They're probably done. Um, the division's over. I mean, unless Mahomes, God forbid, gets hurt or something, the division's toast. I, um, the only team right now to me that you, you might as well even talk about is is the Chargers, who are a game back, and you know they, they're but they have talent. Denver's not making them. Right? Denver stinks, and the, the Raiders. I think the Raiders are better than Denver. I actually think they're significantly better than Denver. Um, but one and four is tough, man. Like one and four, you're three back, you lost in their bill. Like that's and you don't see him again until week eighteen. I think that matters because by the time you get to week eighteen, like you're it's probably done. You know, that it's probably over with. You know, so I you know, it, it's going to be hard for the Raiders. It's good. plus the other side of this is too, which we haven't really talked about and for good reason, but the Chiefs have two more tough games coming up. They have the Bills, obviously, and then they have the Niners. After that, they have a bye week, and you look at their schedule the last 10 weeks of the season. It is not hard. It is a lot of games they ought to win. Now, of course, that might terrify you based on the Colts and the Raiders, okay? But it's a lot of games where it's the Titans at home. It's Jacksonville at home. It's Seattle. It's it's Houston. It's Denver twice. I mean, it's the Rams at home who can't block anybody. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of games where you look at it and go, she's going to be significant favorites in the game. So I think the Raiders are, are toast, certainly for the division. Um, but you got to keep winning games. And, you know, for me, the Chiefs, I'd love them to beat Buffalo, but to me, you got to just split these next two. If you split the next two, you get the five and two at the bye with their schedule after that, they'll be just fine. I would like to point out, too, the Raiders went all in this year. 
The Chiefs are again oh, yeah. in a, I, I don't want to say rebuilding, but a retooling. reloading phase, yeah. a retooling. Yeah. The youth movement. All these young guys have said it before. I want to say it again. They sit at four and one atop the AFC West. How crazy is this? Give Andy Reid credit. Give Mahomes, Kel- uh, Kelsey, offensive line, every player some credit here. This was supposed to be a rough start, a brutal schedule. Myself, I said, there's going to be a lot of learning, a lot of rough parts. They're going to lose. They've taken their lumps and still and still won. They beat a team who went all in while the Chiefs are retooling. That's what's so impressive. They sit at four and one. I just want to keep pointing this out. This should not be this easy. They should not sit at four and one with the amount of youth currently on this. And also when two of their top three rookies have barely played sky Moore looked low key, looked real good when he got the ball tonight. I thought, yeah, he, I mean, they got to get him involved a little bit more, but they've got so many guys to get involved and they're all making plays MVS with the drop. That's just comes with the package with him. Juju right? is a little not You know what though? Shout out to Hardman, who I said before the game, like yep. time to start giving it. He played hard tonight. Played really well. And not just because he had 70 some odd yards, but like broke some tackles, got upfield. He did a nice job in this game. You know, one we of his best games ever. What, what was one that? of his best games ever, yeah. I think. And he yeah. played he played hard, man. Like he really and he was hurt at one point, came back in the game. Like he he really Gave you something tonight. And and MVS was excellent. I know he had the one drop, but he played really – he had a couple of really tough catches too, like some really nice catches. So give him credit. And, you know, but Sterling, you bring up a really good point. You're right. And it's easy to forget because how good they've been over the years, how great they've been. This was not supposed to be a year with this team where they were just going to pull away from everybody. This was supposed to be this big do- – I mean, there were people, honest to Christ, picked them to finish last in the division. Like right. James Jones. A lot of people, not just yeah. him. I mean, there are people who are like, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to finish last place. All and the one, I'll tell you right, right now, the one thing that would scare the shit out of me if I was your three teams in the AFC West, they're still this good. They have 12 draft picks next year. They have a, an ungodly amount of cap space. Mahomes is just getting to his prime. The Broncos have Russell Wilson for seven more years. Okay. The Raiders are capped out. The Raiders have spent all their money on Jones. I mean, think about all the contracts they handed out this offseason. Jones got a deal in free agency. They they go out and they trade for Adams and give him a record deal. Then they extend Carr. They extend Waller. They extend Renfro. They extend Crosby, which I'm not knocking any of those decisions, but like they're capped out. They are to a point now where, and by the way, like they didn't have a first or second round pick last year. So that hurts them. And the Broncos don't have a first or second round pick this year. So that hurts both those teams. The Chargers, the Chargers, even on a rookie contract situation, they're capped out. They're over next year's projected salary cap. So all these teams, like this is, to me, if you can't catch the Chiefs this year, you are effed with a capital F. Like if you can't do it right now, in a year where the Chiefs are like, look, we're going to get rid of Tyreek Hill. We're going to move on. We're going to kind of piecemeal it. We're going to play a lot of rookies, a brand new deal. And, you look up, in my estimation, two of these teams are already toast in the division. You're de- you're not even a Halloween yet. Right. So, and, and the other one you've already beaten, and they have a bunch of injuries, and God knows they're they're going to find the way to lose eight games. So, if you're the Chiefs, you got to feel really happy. All told, you got to feel very very good about where you are right now. At 15 touchdowns and two interceptions, 
Patrick Mahomes leads the NFL in touchdown passes. Is he the leading candidate for MVP for you right now? He might make it. Him and, you know, it's kind of a narrative-driven award. So I think Jalen Hurts, if the Eagles keep playing like this, he's going to have some juice. I I kind of think the media, when it comes to the MVP, they're just looking for the next thing. So that is kind of working against Mahomes, like a little Mahomes fatigue. But they keep winning. He might be in the driver's seat. He's got to throw, like, he's got to do what Rodgers has been doing the last couple of years, right? Like, he's got to throw for an absurd amount of touchdowns. That's that's the thing that, that Rodgers has been doing. Even if you looked at some of the other stats, Mahomes was right there. Well, his and, team's you know, also been leading the league in wins. You know, they've been winning yeah. 13 games or 14 games or whatever. So that 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 usually does it. But, you know, nobody wants to give it to Rodgers either, right? But it's just, he's just making it impossible for them not. And I think that's – if Mahomes keeps up with this pace of, of throwing touchdowns like this when they get down to the red zone, he's – I mean, he's got a shot for <laughs> another massive touchdown season. Could he flirt with 50 again? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think he can flirt with 50. But just really quickly, I think it's hilarious. How pissed do you think the other AFC West teams are right now? Oh, furious. The Chiefs have played horrible against the Chargers – played poorly against the Raiders while the Raiders played about as, as good as they could. And they both lost. I mean, come on. This is comical. Yeah. The only thing that can make it better is if they go and they pull another one out against Buffalo <laughs> next week. We're like, you know, these guys are just got to start going insane, right? Like they're just become obsessed with the chiefs because they can't, it's just always seem to, it's what Brady and the Patriots did to teams for years and years and years. Well, and then maybe every once in a while they'd get them in the regular season, you know, and then they'd get them in the playoffs and they'd get boat raised. Buffalo kind of went all in too. this Von Miller contract. 100%. It looks good now, but how is it going to look next year, the year after that? Uh, that's the luxury of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, that combination. If they have a pulse, they're winning 10 games, probably 12. Yeah. And yeah. that allowed them to retool and think about the long term. And a lot of making the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, it's a, it's a matter of bounces. It's a matter of staying healthy. And I think the, the Veach plan is we're going to put ourselves in position for not one year or two years like these other teams that are getting desperate. We're going to put ourselves in position for a decade. And that's the way to play it. You know what? I think right now for the Chiefs, if you look at this big picture, they're one of the two best teams in the AFC. Like you, want to, you want to take Buffalo, you want to take Kansas City, I won't argue with you. Um, I really think – I thought coming into the year, I thought they were the two best teams, but I thought Buffalo was better. i got to be honest. After five weeks, I think it's about pretty damn even. I, I think it really is. Like I think Kansas City's got the most impressive win. They pounded Tampa. Buffalo is more explosive now without Hill, but I think the Chiefs have more ways to beat you. Like Buffalo, one thing if I if I'm a Bills fan that does worry me, especially with their weather up there in January. I went to school up there. Like I I know, you could have days up there where it's 50 mile an hour winds, and if they can't throw the ball, and they've got to run the football with that team, like conventionally run the football, they got problems. Okay, like big problems. I don't worry about Kansas City in a game like that. They can win like that. They don't want to win that way, but they can do it. Um, I think it's a really even matchup. I think it's going to be a great game. And, look, I think no matter how it shakes, we're going to make too much of it. You know, like whoever wins is clearly the favorite, and there's no way – and like, you know, look, look at last year. The Bills pants Kansas City. How'd that work out in the playoffs, right? Chiefs beat them. Um, 
I wouldn't go crazy about it in terms of like what it means. Like it's it's one game, but what it does mean is whoever wins that game has an inside track to host the AFC Championship game. That's what it means. And let's be real. It, you know, there's no guarantees. Baltimore's a good team. I think Cincinnati will be fine. There's a very good chance the Chiefs and the Bills are not just playing once this year. There's a really good chance they're going to be seeing each other the third weekend in January. And where's that game? And that's what next Sunday is about. That's what the game's about. But for now, look, you're a four and one. Wharton, it sucks you got hurt, but otherwise you're healthy. You might get McDuffie back this week. I, I, I reported it. Look, the Chiefs are optimistic. They want to see a good week of practice, but there's a real chance he plays. You know, we'll see with Dana and Trey Smith. I would imagine they'll be back. So that will help. Um, this is an all hands on deck game. And and if, if Mahomes goes nuts in the game and they win, he will be the MVP front runner. Because this is the Super Bowl in October. So, I mean, do you guys, honestly, do you guys think this will be the highest rated regular season game in the last 10 years? Oh, it has to be. After that playoff? It's going to be nuts, man. Like, between what happened last year and how good these teams are and the quarterbacks, and it's going to be at 425 East, like that game, I wouldn't be surprised, seriously, if it does like a 30 rating. Like like 30 million people tune in for this game. I mean, it is going to be nuts. And I expect it to be a really good game. I do. I hope it lives up to the hype. Verderam, do you have a sense with McDuffie? Obviously, the Chiefs need him. Took him in the first round. He looked really good in the limited action that he had this season. Do you have a sense of, you know, are the Chiefs going to maybe ease him back in or are they just going to throw him back in there? I think if they clear up the play, he's playing. Like, I I don't think it's going to be one of these things where he's getting 20 snaps. Like, I think if they can play it. Now, look, I'll do more work on this throughout the course of the week. But my my feeling was they really like the way his rehab is gone. Uh, in fact, I know that they really like the way his rehab's gone. And they're anticipating that he practiced this week as he's eligible now to come off IR. And once you once you bring a player back to practice, you have a three-week window. If he does not come back after that three weeks, he's out for the year. Now, unless McDuffie were to re-injure himself, it doesn't seem like there's any issue with that. The question's just going to be, look, assuming that they they start the clock as they're planning to here on Wednesday, you know, does he does he look good in practice? Can he, you know, make his cuts and get up to speed if he can? My expectation will be that he plays Sunday. And if he plays Sunday, then the question becomes who comes off the field? Is it Fenton or is it Watson? I would think it should be Fenton. Uh, We'll see. But having McDuffie and Snead on the field together would be a huge boost because that gives you a whole lot of other options. You can move Snead around even a little bit more than you already have. Look, the Chiefs, this is a a big game. I don't want to make too much of it. Like if they lose, they're 4-2. They're fine. But if they win this game, they they are in unbelievable position as as they go into the meat of their you know October schedule. As uh, Zero Head Attic Podcast brought to you by the Kansas City Beer Company at KC Beer Co. on Twitter. Give them a shout for us. Verderham, I know you've got a radio hit, so you might have to dip out a little bit early. Um, got to go out there and spread the Don't good word done. about, about Zero Head Attic. Uh, so b- b- before you go, can you give us uh, what's due earning their arrowheads? Who gets your arrowhead? It's got to be Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey's just—he's—he's he's just irrepressible. That—that that, what was it? The third touchdown where he made about eight guys miss as he was just like, stiff farming this guy. That's like something you see like an eighth grader do to a kindergartner. I mean, just across the field. Every time he did, I'm like, oh, he's gonna get that. Nope, just stiff arm that guy into the ground. He's gonna get. Nope, that guy's in the ground. And then by the third guy, you're like, geez, that guy. That guy should just fall over and play dead. He's gonna run this guy over. Kelsey, I thought deserved it. I thought he was great. 
You know, it's a weird stat line. I didn't have a ton of yards, but four touchdowns. I mean, yeah, you can't yeah. ask for more than that. And you know what? Shout out to MVS in this game. I thought he really – he made some real big, important catches in the game when they needed it, when they were starting to get momentum. But I think number one's got to be the crowd. The crowd was just unbelievable. So those would be my arrowheads. Oh, you want to take more of mine? You just want to go ahead and just, just <laughs> you know throw in all mine? Be great. There's, yeah. a lot, there's a lot. Yeah, that you want Chris Jones too? Some <laughs> go ahead, Sterling. Get, get, get some in before I don't want Adam to steal your, your remaining arrowheads. Well, I was going to say MVS because that's who I said was going to have a big game pregame. But since that's already hit on, I'll go with Chris Jones. I mean, Chris Jones had to have special rules set against him, and he still dominated I mean, let's be real here. That was a strip sack. First time I've ever seen a roughing the passer when the guy has the ball. Absurd. He was getting held all game, getting triple teamed on the first few drives. They had to game plan around Chris Jones. Chris Jones was a game wrecker. He took all of the Raiders' focus. The offensive line help was all focused on him. Chris Jones gets my arrowhead. All right. Adam Best. Well, they took the crowd. They took MVS. They took Chris <laughs> Jones. I'm going to go with Jarek McKinnon. I thought Jarek McKinnon came in. They injected him to the game at a time where the offense was a little shaky, and he picked up an improbable uh, first down. And just – I think that was part of who helped get the crowd going too. Of course, the the penalty was the big, the big factor that did the – defibrillator you know what i mean that kind of <laughs> shocked the crowd back to life yeah but uh yeah i've always been a big mckinnon fan and i think there's a parallel timeline where he stayed healthy and replaced adrian peterson in minnesota it was just a monster because athletically for a guy and what is he he's in his 30s now right he's up there yeah, yeah just 29 30 yeah just and and great pass protector doesn't get enough credit there so that's my uh, arrowhead. Let us know in the comments who gets your arrowhead. Matt in the chat says Adams has issued an apology already. Damn straight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I have to go on a minute, but I have to yeah. read this. Go ahead. So Adam Teicher asked Carl Cheffers about why that penalty was called. And here is Carl Cheffers' response of verbatim. Quote, the quarterback is in the pocket and he's in a passing posture. He gets full protection of all the aspects of what we give the quarterback in a passing posture. So when he was tackled, my ruling was the defender landed on him with full body weight. The quarterback is protected from being tackled with full body weight. My ruling was roughing the passer for that reason. Bullshit. He was running away. He was running away. He had the ball and he put a hand down. I. Yeah, it's, that it's makes bullshit. me more upset. Okay, I was over it. I was, I was it's over. I'm like, she's won 30-29, game over. And now he has to come out with that and just piss me off. Oh, phenomenal! Oh my god, it's, 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 it's. What was the passing posture? He was, his arm was like half. He wasn't even like fully cocked to throw yeah. the ball. Like his arm was like here. Freaking Chris Jones had the ball. So he had the ball. Right. That right. logic. He's not a, a passer anymore. Back and just go. Don't, just the entire time, you can never get hit. That's it. You yeah. can never get hit. Any t- and if a guy starts to hit him, just lean back into the guy so he just cracks <laughs> him. <laughs> I want to know how a 300-pound man is supposed to fall. <laughs> he landed on his left arm, too. Chris Jones was, like, trying to be very generous. He's like, I'm he not going to put all my body. What, did he forget the warm milk? 
What do you want? A warm, a warm milk for Derek Carr? Kudos to Chris cookies. Jones. Really Don't forget the cookies. Like mm. Chris Jones, kudos to him for keeping a cool head there. Seriously, yeah. because there, like that. You know, all kidding aside, yeah. especially with some of Chris's stuff in the past, like that could have been like a "I'm going to shove the official" moment, and then like he's suspended for the Buffalo game. So kudos to him as as enraging as that had to be for him to just walk away. Why does he get so many bad calls, though? He's like a, a bad call magnet. It's ridiculous. Once yeah, you get yeah. one, they start to pile up. It's the same thing. He's if like Rasheed get, Wallace or something. It's, he's it's out of control. It. Once you get known as a persona, as a hothead, this, that, or the other, you, they start looking for you to do something. The thing that because, pisses me off the most about the refs, it's like, all right, you bad calls, you make bad calls, they happen. But what really drives me crazy is that after the game, just admit you fucked up. You've heard I'm about to do a radio spot. But, like, can't can't they just – it would make everybody feel a lot better if they were just like, yeah, you know what? You know, look, looking back on it, like, saw the replay a couple times. It was a bad call. But they'll put out they'll put out the pool report or whatever, you know, this week, and they'll, and they'll back them up on it and stuff. And then later in the game, Mahomes gets tackled just like Brady did, around the <laughs> hips, thrown into the game. Same fucking tackle. No flag on that one. Uh, God forbid it's not Tom Brady. Now, look, I don't think it should have been a flag. Mahomes got tackled. He was fine. It was a form tackle. No big deal. Threw him down. It's just they might as well just put fucking flags on these guys and be like, look, when the quarterback is in the pocket, you can just grab the flag, but you got to get both of them. There'll be something ridiculous like that, right? Like, you got to get both flags, and then, you know, and then they're sacked, but don't touch them. I mean, it's just completely absurd. And it's like, you know, this shit happens every year and like we all get worked up pass interference. What's a catch bad calls. But like this one in particular is ruining the NFL. It's ruining the game because Do you think like- some of it is reactionary to what happened to it. Uh, yeah. And they said yesterday though, on the one on Brady, they, they was it uh booger came out Jerome Booger came out and was like no that wasn't taken into account then own it if that wasn't taken into an account that was an even worse call terrible I mean oh, like Brady, I, Jared, I, I just barely. don't understand it, it's just horrendous there's no sort of consistency I mean was the problem Chris Jones didn't put the eyeliner on Derek Carr so he could be <laughs> in his 80s rock band like, like right. come on I mean right. it was stupid and not only that what about pass interference Earlier in the game, Jalen Watson, great coverage on a ball underthrown. You should not get the benefit of the doubt if you're Derek Carr for having a noodle arm. That's basically what it was, was Derek Carr didn't get the ball to Devontae Adams. And because Watson was in the right spot but didn't turn around, it's a penalty. Newsflash, that rule no longer exists. You don't have to be positioned on the ball. You don't have to turn your head. Same thing in the second half against Kansas City. All I want is some consistency from the refs. That's they what should, really good frustrates luck with that. Yeah, Teams should just have a play in their playbook the, the, to draw pass interference, like especially under down the red it. zone. Just underthrow it, and then you yeah. get an automatic penalty. Yeah. Just, it just, if you get a step on your guy, just turn around and throw your hands up, and I'll throw you the ball, and they're going to run into you. Oh, shout out to a new member, uh, Doug. Welcome, Doug. Yeah, it, I haven't mentioned this. I'm, I'm totally screwing this up. If you like this podcast, subscribe on YouTube or Apple or wherever you get your podcast. But if you want to become a member and hang out with us and the Discord, and we've got a whole Chiefs community we're building. There's like three levels. Check it out. Link in the description. You can go to arrowheadaddict.com slash memberships. Uh, we're doing some giveaways, all kinds of fun stuff. So welcome, Doug. See you in the Discord, man. Give me a shout. DM me and say hi. Um, we have a couple more uh, super chats we got to get to as well. 
Um, our guy Kier Hoffman with a, with a couple of super chats. Love the team and love our fight. This is Orlando Brown is such a disappointment to watch at this point. OCs continue to pick on Jalen Watson. Good W, 4-1. and one. And then TPT Chiefs Football Podcast, uh, MVS and RBs, good job. And now uh, locks in on Buffalo. Um, oh, man. I Like, this game nearly gave me a heart attack, you guys. Like, I just got to be honest with you. I, I thought I was in the Discord and the members only Discord. And I literally called it. I said, the Raiders are going to run. When they got the ball at the end there, I said, the Raiders are going to run it a few times. They're going to get to midfield. And then they're going to throw a 20-yard pass, to one more 20-yard pass to Devontae Adams. They're going to kick the field goal, and they're going to win. And when they hit that that ball, I think it was for 18 yards or 16 yards that, that we thought that ended up not being a catch. I was in there, and I was like, fucking told you guys. And I almost <laughs> drove to your house to fight you i was so close if i didn't have any beer i would have i would have driven to your house and throwed and just throwed some hands i was on the edge sterling i was nervous i just just like any other fan in there the panic was setting in it was weird i never thought they were gonna lose what was that quote you shared that marty schottenheimer said about the raiders i I just kind of felt like they were gonna implode like it's coming it's coming the chiefs psychologically they have their number and the meltdown is coming. The Chiefs know how to win. The Raiders know how to lose. And in the end, that's what's going to happen. I think that's – you really hit the heart of it there, Adam. Like, good teams don't make as many mistakes, right? Like, in the end, when it comes down to it, good teams find a way to win. Not always, but they often do. And the Raiders are not a good team. And just You know, as Bill Parcells said, you are what your record says you are. For all the talent that they have – you know, things could have gone differently for them. All their games have been close, right? They could easily have a winning record this year, but they don't. And right now, who knows what it'll be at the end of the year, but right now the Raiders don't know how to win. They don't know how to close games out. And they've, they've, they've you know, they're one and four. And the Chiefs have that championship pedigree. They have Patrick Mahomes, they have Andy Reid, and they're four and one. And the Chiefs could easily, you know, have two losses right now, but they don't. And, and we've said that about the Patriots for years. They they win, they would win ugly with Tom Brady and Belichick, and you're sitting here going, well, are they, are they that good? Well, they're finding ways to stockpile wins. You're, the, the goal is to win. You don't have to win pretty. The goal is to win. Same thing with the Chargers. Everyone kept picking them. They don't know how to win. They, they've changed quarterbacks. They've changed head coaches. They've changed cities, and they still find ways to, to lose in close games. At some point, what happens is good coaches – Good teams, they win close games. They find ways to win when adversity strikes. If they're not playing well, they will find a way to claw, scratch back, and win that game. That's what we've seen from, from the Patriots back in their, their dynasty. That's what we're starting to see from Mahomes, this Mahomes-led Chiefs team. All that matters is that you win. Who cares what the final score is? By the way, uh, speaking of greatness, Travis Kelsey – did you guys catch the little tribute to Tony Gonzalez? He did. He on one of his touchdowns. He there's a great picture of it uh, tweeted out by at uh, I am Joe Summers on Twitter. Kelsey went up and jumped up like he was going to dunk it on the goalpost and didn't do it because he didn't want to get flagged because that's a penalty like everything else anymore. Um, but a little little uh, a little homage to uh, to another Chiefs great tight end Tony Gonzalez. It's a great picture of. Of, of Kelsey in the air. Again, a guy on Twitter, you can see it. I am Joe Summers, um, and he's he's in the air, and he's holding the ball, and he's looking up at the goalpost like he's going to dunk it. And, of course, the ref is there 
and he's looking up and his hands ready to pull out the flag. Like a he hall monitor. He must have been so fucking, he must have been like, oh, I'm going to get him. This one's illegal. I know this move. And then Kelsey just like, you know, he pulls the ball down and lands. And then, you know, an old number, uh, the back judge, number 96, going to be thinking about that one tonight, you know, thinking about what could have been. 87, giving some love out to 88. Yeah, right, right. We've been um, pretty lucky with our tight ends, you know. Uh, Airhead Act member Jeremy says uh, Cheffers would have, Carl Cheffers would have ejected Kelsey for that. <laughs> they would have thrown, they would have thrown him, out, throw him out of the game. Oh, we got a new member, uh, Tungsten. What's up, Tungsten? Uh, appreciate you, man. See you. Uh, you know, there's a if you you know if you're worried about like you know it, it does cost money to be a member. There's a 99 cent tier. Get you access to the Discord. You can't. You're not allowed to post, but you can see and you can enjoy the conversations are going there. But it also gets you a great newsletter that Adam writes. It comes out every week for members only. It's absolutely tremendous. It's an opus. It's over a thousand words, um, and it's just such a good read. If you are new to Arrowhead Attic, Adam is one of the co-founders of the site, um, and he hasn't written on the site in a really long time. So I don't know how many of you remember his writing from way back in the day, but it's a real treat. Um, I mean, just really, really top tier writing uh, and, and, and just a great read and funny. And if you're a sports fan, um, it, it's, it's worth the 99 cents a month just for that. Honestly, it is. Um, I'd pay a lot more for it. So hats off to Adam for that column. Um, no right. pressure. No, yeah, no pressure. You got to keep delivering now. Um, also, shout out Casey and OKC. They also joined. Oh, did, did. Oh, great. Okay, man. I can't keep up. This has been a great. This has been a great night. Um, you guys have been absolutely awesome. All of the super chats, like we, we appreciate it so much. And especially to you members who already pay to support this podcast, the fact that you give us super chats at all, I mean, is just, I, I can't tell you how, uh, uh, how much it means to us. It really does. And, and, and everybody, uh, you know, just the fact that there's 700 of you watching right now and, and supporting this show we work really hard at it. We pump out a ton of content all week. We're always thinking about ways to make it better for you. So thank you for your support. And I haven't forgot about you, the audio only listeners. I know you all can't get to YouTube and you download this podcast and you listen to it on Mondays. You guys are amazing and we appreciate your support there. Our audio numbers are great. And if you want to continue to help us and support us, anybody can go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, ask us a question in your review. We'll answer it on the podcast. Guys, you're going to sleep pretty well tonight. Like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Big game next weekend, man. I mean, it's it. Like it's, it turns over. It's already Monday, right? So we're, we're, we're into it. It's Bill's week. Um, a a, a rematch of, of the best football game I've ever seen. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to be at that one in person. I was at the ass whipping, unfortunately. That's the one I picked. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, like it's, um, it's just one game. It doesn't matter what happens in this game. You know, the chiefs, beat the crap out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one year and then lost to him in the Super Bowl and got slaughtered. The Bills beat the crap out of the Chiefs last year and the Chiefs beat him to go to the AFC Championship game. By the way, just real quick before we go, the Bengals are struggling this year. And do you guys feel like it seems like teams are doing to the Bengals what they did to the Chiefs last year? And the Bengals are going through that same thing. They're like, we're not letting Jamar Chase be us. We don't care. We don't care. And they're and they're dropping everybody back, and and Burrow's not getting any of those big plays. He's not getting any of those one on one matchups he got last year. Well, I think what happened was the the Chiefs have gone through that, and you mentioned it that that period of learning how to adjust. They've had the whole off season to adjust to the cover two shell. 
the the too high shell, right? We're seeing this a lot in the NFL. And if you want to say there is less explosive plays against some teams, I think this is a strategy other teams are employing. Only difference is Kansas City's had their chance to to go against this. They've learned and had the entire offseason. And I think that's been the biggest difference. They were also really healthy last year. They had a cupcake schedule and they just got hot. They just, I'm not going to take anything away from them. They played excellent down the stretch and hit all the big plays, but they're not winning that division. I can tell you that. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, it's a long season and they're, they're certainly in a decent enough position that they could turn things around, but it's going to be how much, like how quickly can they adjust to what the NFL is doing to them? Some and in Baltimore, my money's on them because they have a better coach. And yeah. a lot of times that, that in a, in a tight matchup that can kind of tilt, tilt the balance, right? Yeah. Yes, indeed. All right, everybody, it's getting late. So we're going to get out of here. Sterling, Sterling's got, got something? something to say. One more award. One, I have okay. one more award to give out. First time ever on this show. It's the two scoops of ass award. <laughs> yes. Two scoops of ass award going to Cheffers for the horrendous refing display. Congratulations. He has now won the first annual, first edition of the two scoops of ass. Can Kansas City get a restraining order on him? Yeah. That's he doesn't want to come back, man. Hell no. Him and Lynn Elliott are like on the black book. You know how they have a black book in, in Vegas and it's like Al Capone? In right. Kansas City, it is... Carl Jeffers and Lynn Elliott. Yeah. Stay at, not welcome in Kansas city. Of course, we all mean this with a, with a grain of salt, not, not advocating for any, uh, any violence or anything like that against the officials are just doing their jobs. They're just doing a crappy job at doing their jobs sometimes. Um, all right, everybody this week. All right. Uh, tomorrow is already Tuesday. So, uh, Sterling and Matt Connor, who, by the way, you need to get over to arrowheadaddict.com right now. Matt Connor is over there typing up a storm, uh, covering the fallout from this game. So you need to read Arrowhead Addict all, all tonight and all day tomorrow. And then Sterling and Connor will be back for the Tuesday show. And then on Wednesday, it's Sterling and, and Adam for the Wednesday show, which is a hell of a lot of fun. Make sure you show up for that. Verderam and I will be there on Thursday. So you're getting, you're getting four days in a row of the Arrowhead Addict Chiefs podcast. It's going to be lit. And of course, we will be back on Sunday. And I think we'll probably do another pregame show for this one because it's such a huge game. Uh, so be on the lookout for that halftime show. And of course, Chiefs postgame show. And hopefully, it's our fifth victory party of the year. All right. We're going to go get some shut eye. Thank you so much for your support, everybody. Shout out to all of our members. Shout out to our producer, Richard. Appreciate everything you do for us. For Matt Verderam, Sterling Holmes. For Adam Best, my name is Patrick Allen. We'll see you tomorrow, but until then, go Chiefs. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase. It's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.